being about two minutes late on the invite into said podcast meeting. So That's okay. It's all right. What happened to us on this month, October, day 14th, which will be the release on the 15th, with Sam, Nate, and Hugh? Partially Nate. Hello. <laughs> Partial Nate? Uh, 20%. Okay, we'll take 20% Nate. Better than 0% Nate. Do you know what's wrong? Is it just the flu? Or are you just sick? Do you have COVID? All uh, the above? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's most likely the uh, I got a flu shot on Saturday and I you tend to get sick from those. My old nemesis, Flusilvax. But yeah, ever since for like the last two days, I've had pretty much all symptoms of the flu. So I don't think it's Corona, but who knows? I actually just got uh, my test results back from my COVID test. So well, what were they? Negative. Oh, well, that would have been a better story if it was positive. But that's good. That's but, great. Better story or just kind of like, oh, shit, we're not going to be doing a pod for a couple of weeks. Kind of everyone gets a vacation while Hugh's hiding in his room. Uh, it's what's the diff? What's the difference between what's happening now? Nothing, really, nothing. Nothing um, at all. God. What? Um, which kind of test did you have to take? Uh, the swab. The uh, oh, I guess it's it's all nose now, right? And no, no, it's, cheek swab, like kind of thing. Oh, it was in the mouth. Oh, yeah. okay. Did a drive-through so, one in the VA hospital down on a constitutional drive. Because you're you're a VA. You're. I mean, you're a veteran. No, no, it's just where they have the drive. They have a huge parking lot there. I took my motorcycle lessons there years ago. Remember that time so, where I wanted to get a motorcycle? Yeah, those were the days. God. Yeah, you, good time. You, 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 you went through all the effort of getting the license without actually ever using it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and now it's kind of like, well, I'll go do it again. I mean, I enjoy riding motorcycles. It's fun. Now everyone else in my family is deathly afraid of me doing this, and friends. They're like, "Are you it's that stupid?" A, it's not a safe. Uh, well, I guess it's if you're good at it, it can be safe. But... Going grocery shopping can kill you these days, and it could have killed you in those days too. That's a good point, but you also can't go grocery shopping on a motorcycle unless you have a sidecar. Which I put I would groceries in a sidecar. You know, Nate. The whole the whole thing was for me to get a sidecar so we could go driving around like sunset. It's not a terrible idea. No, it's not. It's not your worst idea. No. So. How long does it? Does your um, license still? Um, oh, I, I have to. I think I have to take the exam again. See, so you have to do it all over yeah, again. Yeah, have to not... do it all over again. Yeah. See, the only well, coolest sidecar, because there's hardly any, is in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Garden State. I was gonna Man. say Gar- Garden State was okay. Eh. I think it was almost the same. Um, it was American. Last Crusade. Last Crusade was a good. That was a good sidecar, though. You're yeah. absolutely right. I'm trying to think of other good sidecars. Uh, Bad Boys Three. There was a. Side you saw. Car. You saw Bad Boys no, Three. I was gonna say. <laughs> you were the one. I, I saw the trailer, and it popped up in that one. I saw. Um, I saw today. I, I I saw it today on. I read somewhere that uh, coming the coming to America sequel is now going to be. It's it's going to be a video on demand on Amazon Prime Christmas Day. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Perfect. That is a movie I will watch on Christmas Day because I will be babysitting my father again. So. When yeah. you say babysit, is it because he drinks a lot, or just is he in ill health, or? Eh, he's uh he's my dad. Dad can't drive right now, so. 
or okay. ever again. So no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just uh, you know, anybody that, anybody that's ever been in the car with Hugh knows Hugh can't drive either. Oh, hey Well, he learned it from his dad. Yeah. No, I did not learn it. That my dad no, is he's... a scary driver. He's just... a he's a terrifying driver, but not for his actual driving ability. And we've discussed it many times, Sam. It's his road rage issues. He has serious road rage issues uh, i have an anger it's my anger bubble as i like to call it sam i don't drive aggressively when i get mad i just say things that people don't expect to come out of my mouth yeah he doesn't he does it in a few times that i've encountered this been in the car yeah he doesn't like he's not gonna go break check somebody or like try to cut anybody off he's just gonna pull up to the next to them in traffic and yell at them she shouldn't have been or, honking at me or yeah, or get out of his car on Sunset Boulevard, yelling at a, a girl in a driving a different car. You know, I get road rage, but I just yell like in my car with the window. Sometimes the window's down. I mean, it depends yeah, on, it's on the weather. Like that. Yeah. But but that's it. Like I don't, you know, you just don't know who's like crazy, and you don't know who's caring nowadays. Yeah. Like it, you just never know. Same you always hear these stories randomly. I use the same theories. I don't. I don't usually do anything that's foolish. I don't make hands i'm just talking very loudly and people in the car usually hear everything i have to say and they are surprised well try being angry and also being a female asian driver no (laughs) that's like yeah i i could see that i I always it always whenever i think of like road rage and people violence between two cars it always reminds me of uh, the scene from la story when Steve Martin and the other guy are shooting at each other on the 101, oh, yeah. but they're just casually. It's open season. Yeah, it's, it's open, open season. <laughs> what Mar- day? Is Mar- that like April or something? Mar- Mary Lou Henner's loading the gun that's in the glove box, and she's like, are these bullets, these bullets go bad? And Steve Martin's yeah. like, no, bullets don't go bad. And then he's just casually shooting out the window while he's uh, having a conversation with her. <laughs> that movie, we've, we, we've discussed the movie before, but yeah, it still many, holds many up. Yeah, many episodes back. It, it does. I, have, I haven't watched it in years, but... The last time I, especially a movie that I want to say came out in like 92, 93, was and was, you know, obviously based on every L.A. cliche possible, but it still totally holds up. The only thing that would change, 91 is when it came out, so it was shot in 90. The only thing that is different now is that people would be in their cell phones even more so instead of looking at their beepers. Like, that's true there uh, oh god i can only imagine what an updated like a, a current version yeah i mean obviously with social media people on their phones all the time like that uh i mean the one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie was when they were at brunch and they were actually all sitting around talking to each other that wouldn't happen now they'd all be sitting around with the with, with their phones but i guess the harry character would be the only one trying to have conversation true or, or the english true. woman i don't know yeah, that was Steve Martin's wife in real life, Victoria Tennant. Are they? They're not married still. Are no, they? not uh, no. He's now married to his current wife. Um, I don't recall her name. She's not like famous, other than like she's not an actor, uh, celebrity. But she looked. I I only remember because she looks like a combination between Tina Fey and Lisa Loeb. Okay. She's younger, considerably yeah. younger than him. Yeah, well, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. Whatever. Do. But yeah, the, another thing that that makes that movie probably because of social media and whatnot, you know, well, the the uh, the whole job of the weatherman is kind of useless, more or less, since you can just look up the weather so fast on your phone. But the uh, weather person, excuse me, but that was the fun joke of of, of 
of LA story was that he was the LA weatherman and he pre-recorded all his weather segments because it was always sunny. So what was the point? And then it rained. And then, that and, one and then he got fired because it rained one day and Woody Harrelson, his boss at the network's boat sank because it rained. Though to be perfectly honest, that wasn't Steve Martin's fault. Like the, the boat probably would have sank either way. It should have been able to handle an LA rain moment there. Yeah. But now it would just be like fire, fire reports the weather guy i guess the the um uh the one of the the we've talked again we've discussed this movie at length there's probably like 80 episodes back but like the fact well i first of all i think it's sarah jessica parker's best movie like i i i think it's the best thing she's done out of anything she's hysterical girls just want to have fun okay it's that's i think that's a i think that's a one one a situation but well, yeah. I guess maybe you could separate from kids versus adults, I guess. Because oh. her adult film, which sounds awful, actually, never, let me take that back. When she's older, <laughs> not an adult film. Well, she was young and she was super young in the LA story. She was supposed to be like the only, like, in her, I don't know what age she was supposed Early to be. Early 20s, but she, I think. But she was supposed to be in, uh, yeah, the. Her name was Sandy, and she spelled it yeah. big, big S, small A, big N, small D, big, small I, big E, with a star over the, the, uh, the I. Um, yeah, and then the, then they went on their big date at Hard Rock Cafe, which was funny because that was another thing of the time. Because at when the movie was made, the Hard Rock Cafe was actually a really big deal in Los Angeles. Like it was the place to go. It was. Rob Rob Lowe used to talk about like when the Brat Pack would be you know ravaging the town in the eighties. Like that was that was like an upscale where, lounge. Where was it? Because I get it confused with Planet Hollywood all the time, and Planet it's, Hollywood's on Wilshire, right? So the, where was the Hard Rock? Hard Rock was at the Beverly Center. It was on the back corner by the uh, by the uh, the Cedar Sinai side, okay. On the Beverly side, and it, remember it was oh, real famous. Oh, I vaguely remember it had, that. It had the half. It had the blue Cadillac sticking out right. from the wall. Right. Right. Uh, hard that. Rocks. I mean, there is still a Hard Rock. It's on now. It's in in Hollywood and Highland. Um, in Plain Hollywood, I don't even think. I don't even know if Plain Hollywood exists as a franchise anymore. Well, I mean, they have the hotel in in Vegas. Yeah, they do have that. But but the strange thing about that is that there is not a Planet Hollywood restaurant in the hotel, which is odd. Well, like, can they just have a generic restaurant in there and just call it the just Planet it? Hollywood <laughs> restaurant? I suppose they could. I it's suppose the house restaurant. Um, yeah. I actually I don't know how it is now, but I mean, this was years ago, probably like ten years ago, where I went there and. The hotel all had were all suites, and it was really nice. The which I, the Plain Hollywood? Yeah, and I think that they like lease it out now, but I don't think they allow a, people to like you know make reservations. I think it's either leased or they they go through a different company. But it was actually a really nice hotel. I was surprised. It's I I have not been to Vegas in a very long time, and I don't recall where I stayed the last time I went. Oh, I think I stayed at the Mirage last time. But um, I've stayed there many a time. I love it. I think we discussed it. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or – no, I think it might have been afterwards a few weeks ago. But, yeah, that's where um, I stayed in the Walk in the Clouds room, right? Oh, which yeah. was just a very obscure movie to have a room based on. Oh, by the way, there is a Planet Hollywood still in Los Angeles. It's just at LAX. Oh, okay. There are, there are several yeah, locations. Which terminal? Um, oh, Jesus. Now you, now I'm just curious. Um, I believe. Oh, you know what? Um, actually, one of my favorite uh, um, places to eat in all the world is at the Planet Hollywood in Vegas. Uh, the Earl of Sandwich. Oh, wonderful, so wonderful, good. Sa- wonderful that's sandwich what I, that's place. That's why I went there for the first time. 
and then we we stayed there because it was a, it was like a big bachelorette party so we got like a two-room suite um but yeah the earl sandwich is amazing yeah there is one in la <laughs> there's one downtown la it's like in one of um one of that, that food court that's like right off of hill street or something like that but yeah like i mean that's one of the advantages that the planet hollywood has is that it has a mall in it it's, it's a mall and a casino and a hotel so it's got a lot of cool shit in it Shockingly, Sam, it's at the uh, Tom Bradley International Airport. National. Yeah, that's oh. probably why I've never seen it. But you... Loves Planet Hollywood, I guess. That's international. Well, you got to think about like all the tourists coming in. They're like, as they're leaving, they're yeah. like, oh, Planet Hollywood. Do you remember how big a deal? Wait, so who were the, It was was it Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis that yes, owned it? Yes, those were the three. Uh... I think it was, and there probably were other minority owners, but I think they were the face of it. Actually, my producing partner is one of the guys who originated the concept. And got those guys on board with it. Really? Yes. So that's is 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 your producing partner Bruce Willis? No, unfortunately. Otherwise, That'd the be... movie would be made by now. So the um, probably true. Um, I always actually thought I like I always thought Planet Hollywood had better food than than Hard Rock. That's not saying much. It's not. It's a it's a sliding scale because I mean Hard Rock's not really great food, but Planet Hollywood I always thought was. And I could be just conflating that with my nostalgic childhood. I maybe the food sucks, but I just thought it was good. What? Oh, you know where the? Oh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Where the Planet Hollywood in Vegas was was in the uh, forum shops at Caesars. It was down by the FAO Schwartz. I don't oh. think it exists. I don't think it exists anymore. It might still. There exist. is a Las Vegas. There is a Las Vegas place. I think it's just the. the uh... Yeah, it was in the forum shops, which is if anybody's not been to Vegas, so that's the mall that's at Caesars. Um, and it's like they have a Spago there, which is really funny because it's just cheesy to have a Spago there. They have a uh, – well, the FAO Schwartz can't possibly be there since that's not in business anymore. Um, it, uh, enjoy dinner on the top of the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace. Ah, still there. Still there. Good to know. But, yeah, like the uh, – I think the, the reason that the Hard Rock was such a big deal in Los Angeles, at least in the 80s and early 90s, is it wasn't a chain yet. It was – that was the – there was the one in London – which was a really big deal and no la was the second la was was? before new york yeah that's why it was such a like rob lowe um even jokes about it like looking back how silly and stupid it is that that was like the place to go for celebrities and that's in the in in la story they that's where they went look i mean because i mean it wasn't a chain yet now you think about it is it's cheese is it it's it's what's it's a place you go to get a t-shirt. Remember that was like yeah. a thing to wear t-shirts from the ones all over the world. I had the London Hard Rock t-shirt because uh, family friends were living in London at the time, and they actually got to go to that one back in the eight like late eighties. So, like having that London Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt was like, yeah, mint. Yeah, back in those days. The um, and then there was also the Hard Rock. Ho- the I mean, Vegas had a Hard Rock casino as well, hotel and casino as well. That was off the strip. Famously, I stated uh, that one, and famously used in what was it, Aircon? Air, Con Air, Con Air, Aircon. Did you just reverse? I Con did. Air? I just went dyslexic on a, a title of a Wow. Aircon fam- is not Aircon. Aircon is not the same movie. Aircon no. is the name of like a private um, um, corporate jet company. Huh. Con Air. Oh, uh, I forgot what um, they used to call. There was a day. It was like. I want to say it was called like rehab or something yeah, at the, the Hard Rock. The pool party, um, the the, pool party yeah. like the day after, like the Monday or Sunday. I think after. it was Sundays. Yeah, I remember going to that a lot. <laughs> you actually, I never. You've been to yeah. that. How disgusting was that water, Sam? 
Like, was it just... Not as disgusting as... Do you remember the, the Hotel the Cigarro? C- Cigarro, yes. yes. <laughs> Palm Springs, Nate and I went one time. Oh, like, my recently, God. Like, that, a couple that, years ago. That water... And, well, I mean, this was, like, at least, like, five or six years ago. Was... But, like, all the sunscreen just, like, came off. Because it's so hot in Palm Springs. And, yes, it's hot in Vegas, too. But I feel like the Vegas pools kind of... They kind of, like, you know, get all that old water out. And they recycle it pretty well. But, like... Palm Springs, you just sit there, and it's just like this gross layer of sunscreen and God knows what else. I, um, I it was awful. I know, Sam. I know it was the summer of 2014, and I remember that because uh, while you guys were hanging out at the pool all day, I was inside the the hotel bar watching the World Cup. Yeah. So I know, I know, it was two. It was World Cup season, and yes, by the end of you, I mean you guys, I mean as as people do, like you guys were out there almost all day. And yeah, by the end of the day, like the peop- like that that water had become like a, a milky color because of the the combination of spilled drinks, um, suns like suntan lotion, um, general disease, sunscreen. It it basically yeah. hue the water looked like the uh, the blue milk of Star Wars fame, basically, because it wasn't quite white, but it was milky. Uh. Yeah, and uh, I remember I was pregnant during that time, but I hadn't really told anybody. So I was. Oh like, yeah, you would. You'd been not early drinking. On. Yeah, that would, that I was not drinking, <laughs> and it was tough because all I wanted to do was drink. <laughs> I don't think I, I. I don't think I even noticed that you weren't drinking. Yeah, I hit it pretty well, and I was actually going to tell you, actually, on that trip, but I decided not to because there's too many people there. Not that you would tell other people, but I was afraid that I would. Let it that slip. was so. I, I I figured I just wouldn't tell anybody. That was a huge. All. That was a huge trip. There was like, a, it felt like a dozen of us. We, what um, was that for? Someone's birthday? It was uh, uh, he who should not be named uh, Big Papa's ex boyfriend. Um, oh, his birthday. We had like six rooms and like twelve, yeah. like twelve people. Um, Chen pulled her, or and our you know, friend of the show, Angela Chen, pulled an Angela Chen where she actually left that night without actually staying the night. Drove all the way back to L.A. from Palm Springs without even staying the night. Yeah. And, it uh, was... and that and the Madonna Inn because of, you know, Mike's ex kind of, we need to make more memories or else that that's all I'll remember from those oh, two locations, unfortunately. So was... we need to go back to the Madonna Inn and like, you know, celebrate something else. <laughs> Hugh, have you ever been to the Madonna Inn? Uh, I have not. I know of the Madonna Inn. I've driven is... by the Madonna Inn. I've never stayed there. It is, it is an experience. That's for any any listen any listeners that are not familiar, it is a very famous uh, hotel in San Luis Obispo, um, which is like what two hours north of LA, three, bit, two and a half, two and a half, three. It's it, more towards uh, San Francisco, I think. Is is about halfway maybe between that, between yeah. LA and San Francisco, uh, um, and it is a very kitschy. Like I'm sure people have even seen it. There've been documentaries made about it, where like the all the rooms are themed. Right. There's all like not no one room is the same kind of thing. No, not one room is the same, and they're all different. Mike and he who shall not be named. That Mike was the guest of honor that weekend. It was his birthday, um, and he who shall not be named. Uh, they stayed in the one of the more famous rooms. It's the Flintstones room, which the entire room is made of like stone. And it basically, it looks like the inside. It's not the Flintstones exactly. It's not like made to look like their house. It's made in the style of their house. Like right. it's, ma- it's the whole room is made up of like stone so, tabs. Yeah. Like think and, of like, you know, those old school fireplaces like in the Brady Bunch that were made out of like granite. Yep. I don't know. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, everything about that place is kitschy and weird. And 
the uh, the men's room in the in the restaurant is in the restaurant bar area is very famous because it has a water the urinals or a waterfall, and uh, it like our, our our whole group like all the the, gir- the women and girls included who were with us would go into the men's room because they wanted to see it so badly. It was it's very cool. That's a rare thing. That is yeah. a rare thing where women are like, well, I want to go into the men's bathroom. Yeah, it's very, rare. It's very rare that, uh, it, like, it, unless it's just out of absolute curiosity. Like, I, like Sam, I don't know if you've ever had an interest or if any female listeners have ever had an interest, but if, you know, like the, the, the men's rooms at the Rose Bowl that have the giant troughs, like, I feel like it's something you should just see. Oh, you know what? I don't need to because I've been to the men's room in the Cat and Fiddle and it's the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Cat and Fiddle. I don't, the, uh, the good old cat fiddle. I or was it and Fiesta Mantina too? Uh, Fiesta Mantina has a trough. Yeah, that one was always that one was always a an an adventure. Um, but the cat and fiddle had a trough. Uh, but that was the old cat and fiddle. It's I I don't even know if the the cat and fiddle moved to Highland. Right. I don't um, know. But I don't even know anymore. if it's still open. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. It, I I'm doubt sure it. I'm sure it's not open now. But I don't even know if it survived the pandemic because it kind of quietly like cat and fiddle was a very very well-known cool ass british pub that was on sunset had this awesome location had a giant patio yeah josh would um, always like pee right next to morrissey like that was like the best yeah that was thing morrissey, ever that, yeah morrissey was always morrissey was always in that area because amoeba was like a block away amoeba records and morrissey was always yeah. there everybody has morrissey sightings for that like two block stretch of sunset boulevard um the cat i always yeah we love the cat and fiddle because um uh another fr- friend of the show i just call people friend of the show even though they probably never listen but you know it sounds better uh dave brown we uh he and i would go to cat and fiddle on saturdays to watch uh european soccer footy if you will because not only would they have the games on like all british pubs do they would actually go out of their way to dvr every single game and you could if they weren't particularly crowded like on a, a saturday afternoon they had so many tvs that you could just request a game like after it had already aired they would right. just record it which i always thought was very cool they had strongbow on uh, on tap which was always good yes that's the reason why i went <laughs> yeah cider. back in the day i used to i used to love the cider well I good, remember... looking back good oh. god it was i i, I I would have like six or seven ciders, body. and it's so much sugar. It's so much sugar. I went through a phase of drinking the Magners at, at the den. I mean, oh, Magner. Wait, wait, maybe. Oh, Magners is the best. Was it Mag? I don't no, remember it which Strongbow. one it was. It, it, was it, it had to be probably Strongbow because Magners didn't deliver to California until. Magners, and isn't Magners is Irish, isn't it? Yes. No, Ma- isn't Magners Strongbow delivers to California. I've no. had Magners in California yeah, yeah, but before. Yeah, um, it's hard to find it, I think. Finn, yes. McCool, Finn McCool said Magners. Yeah, very. Yeah, they had them at a lot of Bay Area bars, too. Yeah, because a lot of my friends would refer to Magners. I, what is it called in Ireland? It's a different brand, oh. Bulmers, or something like that. Well, there's it's a bunch exactly of the same. I'm... I have to ask Sinead. Yes. What is it? Is it a is it is it a snake bite that's like uh, a lager and cider? Yes. It's like a hard on Magners. I, it's a black velvet. That's with uh, uh, like Guinness, Guinness, isn't it? Oh, it's Guinness and and, and cider. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a like snake a bite is just and like strong harp is and... like harp and Magners. Yeah, it's yeah, like a lager. Like just really disgusting it's um, better than a shandy yeah, pr- a shandy isn't a shandy like a beer mixed with like a like um seltzer no seven water up. or something it's, it's seven up seven up yeah 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 which is no. also gross it's uh for the people who well, are we driving should, we should do it we should do yeah we should <laughs> do a chumba at some point when we get back into the bars nate i was um <laughs> oh yes chumba uh, a chumba it's oh. when you get a, a, a whiskey drink a vodka drink a lager drink and a cider drink 
um, which is such a dated reference. If any, I mean, I don't. I bet if you walked up to a bartender <laughs> and even referenced the band Chumbawamba, when the song was called Tub, Tub Thumper, Thumping. I think. Yeah. No, I think the album. The song was Tub Thumping. The album was called Tub Thumper. I bought the album. Be, uh, of course you did. You might be surprised to know that Tub Thumping was the only good song on it. Shocking. Uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, every, I mean, if, if anybody is not familiar with the, it remembers that song, it's the, I get knocked down and I get up again. And in the, yeah, one of the lyrics is I get, uh, you get a whiskey drink, you get a vodka drink, you get a lager drink, you get a cider drink. So there was always a joke that if you went up to a bar and ordered a ch- uh, Chumbawamba, they would give you all four drinks. But I guarantee, I think I, I joked about it to Travis once. And once I explained it, he thought it was funny, but he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That album was released in 1997. Yeah, we were in high school. We were in high school. I, I, I even had to, when I tried to buy the album at Blockbuster Music, remember that? That was a thing. Oh, um, no. there's there Yeah, that's how dated a reference. There used to be one in Westwood. Um, I remember having to ask the person there, like, if they knew what I, I like, I was, like, reciting the lyrics, and they were like, I dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah. So, that'd be, Sam, that'd be real funny to order it, uh, now uh, well you know i just heard on uh, a news story that the pikey closed down permanently which yes, is a bummer that closed down oh, early on that's a bummer that was uh yeah shocking though but oh. but so like um it, it was an article about like vintage la and about how like somebody on, from frank and musos came on and everyone got scared and they're like no no don't worry we're never we're not gonna close so that's good um but like swingers closed down yep. and all, a couple all the, lo- of... all the locations Swingers like yeah, the I think so. one on Beverly one on, and the one in Santa Monica. I can confirm that the one in, the one in Santa Monica is closed because I drove by it the other day. Oh, that's a um, bummer. I don't know about Beverly, but I'm assuming so. I believe um, so. Yeah, it's sad. A lot of old like old LA like the Pacific Dining Car, which I used to go to in the middle of the night because it was like the only 24 hour yeah. restaurant, like in the West Side especially. Um, closed down. It's right next to my dentist. And the thing is about the Pacific Dining Car is that they have no windows. So I couldn't tell if they were closed or not, you know, when I walked by. It's like a Vegas casino. Yeah, it's like that. And there was another restaurant down the street, um, Caso Escobar, that I used to go to because they um, had crunchy tacos with ground beef, which is very specific, I know. But like, it's something that, you know, you kind of take notice whenever you're, you're getting tacos and whatnot. So if you want a hard shell with ground beef, go there. But they didn't have windows either. And we liked it because we would go there for lunch, drank, because, you know, I work in advertising. Like, you couldn't tell what time of day it is, so it just felt better when you're drinking during the day. The, um, no shame yeah. there, Sam. No shame there. <laughs> Sam, the, uh, you know, Pink, Pink Taco has a hard shell ground beef taco. Yes, I actually went there the other day. That they, they I believe they even, because they, they acknowledge they're just copying, it's a, it's a Taco Bell taco. I believe they even call it a TB taco. Um, and it's pretty good. Oh, Pink ta- taco. Um, Their food is surprisingly good. Fun segue. The uh, the founder of Pink Taco was Harry Morton Jr., whose dad, Harry Morton Sr., started Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. Of course, Harry, Harry Morton Jr., uh, no founder with of us. Pink Taco, uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, he passed away a few years ago. The very first pink, he, he opened the very first Pink Taco location in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah, which it, which if you know anything about Scottsdale, Arizona, it perfectly fitting because that's like frat central. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's funny because one of our assistants was moving to New York, um, and like I haven't seen my entire team or 
like mostly anybody um, since March. And so I'm like, should we do this? Like, should we have a lunch um, just to say goodbye? Cause she was moving to New York and like, nobody's ever met her cause she was new. She was hired on during the pandemic cause she's an associate. So like, it would be the, basically the first and last time we'd see her, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. But, um, but yeah, it was uh, interesting cause she's like, well, I'm like, well, cause she was born and raised in LA, but she went to college in Florida. And uh, I'm like, well, what are you going to miss when you move to New York? And she's like, probably Mexican food. And I'm like, well, let's try to find like a fun Mexican restaurant. Because there's a lot of really great Mexican restaurants. But with COVID and everything, like we just don't know how the setup was going to be with like the parking lots and if they're going to even have outdoor dining. And I suggested Don Antonio's, but like a lot of people live on the east side because our office is based in Burbank. So I was trying to find something in the middle. So Pink Taco was kind of perfect because you could just go over the hill real fast. And, um, and, And it's on the Sunset Strip. And I hadn't been to pink taco like i haven't been there since miyagi's like that's how long it's been since i've been to that location it, it i always get a just a this tinge of nostalgia every time i walk into that pink taco yeah. because miyagi's was the spot and- yeah no it's funny because my my boss who is i want to say like two years older than me went to usc and so we were in college at the same time um and i told her i was like hey like you know because i was uh people were asking where the bathroom is. I'm like, I think it's down the stairs to the left. And she's like, she's like, have you been here before? I'm like, no, but this used to be Miyagi's. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, no way. Cause she spent most of her time at Miyagi's yeah. too, like in college. So it was just like this weird thing where she's like, seriously, I'm like, yeah, like the building looks exactly the same, except it's pink. And they're not using it. They don't use all the floors. That was the crazy thing yeah. about Miyagi's is that it seemed like it was eight stories. You just kept yeah. walking up stairs, Upstairs, more which is not more. fun. No, because the, the stair, well, the, the, the worst, um, at least narrow hallway stair experience was at Dublin's across the street. Yeah. That was like that a too. fire hazard. But yeah, Miyagi's, you'd, you'd work your way up to the top level. And the top level was the quote unquote nightclub. That's where like the DJ was. That's now the Jay Glazer's gym for famous people. Yes. Um, oh, right. What's it called? Unbreakable? Something Unvin- like that. Invincible? And, uh, something. Snoop Dogg. If you guys are pay attention to Snoop Dogg on Instagram, his stories are usually him at that gym. And also, yeah, it's what... for anyone who wants to get a reference of this, Night of the Roxbury is the building where the Roxbury was set up initially. Because uh, before it was Miyagi's, it was the Roxbury. That's right. I forgot about that. So this yeah. is to give you guys a reference point in case you were wondering. We're, we're just doing 90s era Sunset hey, Strip locations keeping now. Keeping a theme we're here, Nate. Early, keeping early a theme. 2000s. Keeping a What's theme. That? Keeping a theme here. Kind of... well, is is like is like the body shop even open? Like, how is that uh, no. faring? How's body shop is closed. Uh, it's still open. They're not going to get the owners are not going to get rid of it because they know that it's a cash cow, or for laundering money, if anything. But yeah, well, no, it's funny because um, I was just talking about the body shop yesterday. Um, poor is um, he's like pseudo famous because he's in a, my, one of my friends is in a commercial with Ryan Reynolds because he's like the CTO of. Mint Mobile, which is, you know, kind of a subsidiary of Ultra Mobile that he founded, helped found. So he's in a commercial with Ryan Reynolds that came out yesterday. So go check it out. Um, But I remember because he was the only one that was younger than me because I was born in December and I turned 18 in college my freshman year. Right. So that was like sucky, basically, because everybody else was like older than me. But he like skipped a grade. So he was like super smart. Like, obviously, he's a CTO now. So like he was just a genius. And he was born in February. And so for his birthday, he's like super nerdy, love the kid, but like, I think he wore, wore like pleated khakis at the time, mind you, right? Um, he shopped for his 18th birthday. Uh, 
And I think he was terrified. Um, I don't know if he did well, it. I don't remember, but I had a lot of fun. Well, the body the body shop famously has a. Um, yeah, I'm doing famously on purpose now. In yeah, case anybody's right. wondering. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, famously the sign outside uh, has, it says the body shop, and then under it, it says 18 years. Okay, exclamation point. Yeah, and it was like I remember it was in the beginning of Pretty Woman. You know how like they would do a lot of like the B roll, uh-huh. and I just always remembered it. So when I went and saw it i'm like oh this is the the strip club that they they have in pretty woman <laughs> yeah and it's like it's not the same in other states but like yeah california has the the rule that it eight um full nude cannot sell liquor um which is a, it's just a preposterous law it just doesn't make any sense but yeah if it's if it's topless you can sell liquor if it's full nude all nude you cannot so, it makes a lot of sense nate if you're a girl well but our our drunk i mean Drunken oh, yes. guys get handsy. But are they any less? Are they more handsy if they're if it's only to, to, you know they are they going to be more or less handsy whether it's topless or all nude? I don't, that's the difference. I don't see. Uh, yeah, I think they'd be less handsy. The um, but yeah, so so obviously full nude um, can't serve liquor. So in California, eighteen they they allow eighteen year olds. Um, yeah, and then they over then they charge you for they you know they have minimum drink minimums and they charge you like eight dollars for a water. Oh, more than that. From what I think I it was. I think it was like twenty yeah. bucks for two waters. I was like, Did you ever something. go to Fantasy Island, Nate, when we lived there? No, no, we. It's no longer there. there. It's no. It's I know, closed. I, I, I went there after we moved out because I was only in that apartment for two years, but it was like it's a bikini bar basically. Yeah, like, it was. It we, was interesting. I've been there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, right on. Uh, it's basically the four hundred five in Pico. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sam and I lived uh, in an apartment. Our senior, well, you lived there the year after as well. But our senior year of college, yeah, we literally were what 50, fifty feet from it. Like we were behind it. Like Hugh, you, you, you know the building. Yeah, there's an apartment building behind it. Yep. That was our building. And in the entire time we were there, I never once, want, never once, want, never. Once, went when, once. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a bikini bar, which just seems weird. I mean. Oh, Jumbo's Clown Room. Come on now. Which is fair, but Jumbo's Clown Room is wait, 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 what? Oh no, no. Did you? I don't know if you've read the LA Times article about the girls from Jumbo's. They're they've actually been crushing it with online performances. Good for them. Like a like a only fans only. only No, they 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 created like a virtual clown room. Oh, that's cool. And they're making so much money. They're making more money than they did when they were dancing for clown like in the clown room, in Jumbo's. So. They're able to like donate their money to their causes that they want to. They have like all their bios, all their things are up there. I, I'll I'll figure out and put on J- a link somewhere. J- yeah, Jumbo's Clown Room again is another uh, obvious LA staple. It's a um, burlesque. It's uh, not, burlesque they don't bar. they don't even go topless. because no. if they if they do go topless, it's they have the um, uh, what are those called? Um, tassels. Tassels. Yes. Not tassels, but um, yeah. they they have tassels on them. Why am I drawing a Whatever. Stickers, I can't. Uh, yeah, what? It doesn't yes. Um, Why am I the one coming up with They're like these? stickies, like I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the nipple cover. Pasties. Is it a nipple? It's nipple a, cover, I, whatever you want to call it. No, is it? Yeah, what? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't call know. Them I can't think of. Okay, whatever their name. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, technical. I feel like there's an actual name, but it's escaping sure. me. But yeah, but it's it's known as a so it's a burlesque bar in that sense. But it's basically it's a dive bar with a stage. Like so, it doesn't. You, you don't get the strip club feel from it. You feel like you're walking into a dive bar, but there's a woman dancing up on a stage. And the thing I always loved about it is that like all the, all the dancers are like super alternative, like you know, all tattoos, things like that. 
Um, but I always loved the their their because of the, the the eclecticness of it. Their their song choices were always, you know, you're not gonna get Nelly, you're not gonna get Pitbull. Like the the the, the women, they pick their songs as they're going up on stage. There's a jukebox, yes, and they pick their song as they're going up on stage. And like, I think the first time I went there, the very first dancer did uh, "Sympathy for the Devil." Um, uh, Rolling Stones, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, this is not your typical place." No. Um, and yeah, the, the the and the, it's so small that the dancers like are just, you know, they're I, I, to say they're right on top of you is not really the phrase I'm looking for, but you know, like they're you're right there because it's tiny, and um, and they're actually nice uh, to girls, which a lot of strip clubs aren't. The, it's owned by the, women. Yes. Is it? Yes. That's why. Well, we Jumbo was a is wasn't he like a older large yes, Asian man? We, Asian man. Didn't we meet Jumbo? At we one did. Point? Yeah, yeah. We, or at least some at least the man who claimed to be Jumbo. Well, he rolled in <laughs> in a limousine, didn't he? Like, yeah, and, yeah. and everybody like an, was talking to him like like all the dancers were talking to him as if wasn't he like a larger Asian man? Am I miss? Am I totally misremembering that? I don't. He, I don't think so. I would remember uh, if he was Asian, to be honest. Probably. He, he was a larger man. Maybe I'm just. He was a larger but, gentleman. Yes. But the uh, the my my. my fondest memory of uh of there was going there on a sunday afternoon with uh pre- the previously mentioned big papa mike um we and, and our friend Nadja, and we went there uh because we were before that we were at the fault line on uh melrose in vermont which is a gay leather bar oh uh yeah that we were there and uh that on a sunday afternoon was a scene and then we went to jumbos but we went to jumbos before it like we had to wait for it to open it didn't open until 4 p.m. Yep. So it was me, uh, Nadja, and, Aunt, and Chen. And Nadja and Chen went over to get Thai food across the street because Jumbo's Clown Room is located in Thai Town. And Mike and I waited for them to open the door. We were the first customers there. We were the only customers there for a while. And um, the dancers would just talk to us from stage. Like Mike was just having conversations with the women while they were dancing. It was fantastic. That's about right. Yeah. I used to go right there because uh, David Lynch famously wrote uh, Twin Peaks there. I could th- then, I mean, it's, it's seriously, if, if anybody's ever looking to visit LA, well, post pandemic, if they, hopefully they, I mean, if they're making bank without it being open, who knows if they need uh, to be I open. think that's the girls, not the, not the bar. Oh, okay. Not, yeah. But it, but you walk in and it feels like a day, but it feels like maybe not so much a, um, Twin Peaks feeling. It's more a like a, more reddish. like a blue velvet feeling. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, cause uh, Twin Peaks has that, you know, small, small washington town feeling but very very david lynch for sure yes i could i could see him i could see a lot of writers getting i could see tarantino writing in there getting getting influent you know getting um with this uh, uh black sea salt doesn't tarantino write doesn't tarantino write um at the chateau yeah he writes i yeah he, you like his, you know that as a fact right i do i, I was okay. yeah because we witnessed uh, josh and i witnessed him yelling at the server because they ran out of his black salt for his margarita you could, to this day, you could ask me what black salt is. I have no idea. Outside I have, of it, I have black salt. Outside of it being obviously salt that is black, but why he he? It's from Hawaii, at least the he, one that I have. He kept his own stash. There, they kept a stash there for him, and evidently they had run out, and he was furious that he ran out. Like he was losing his mind. It's um, okay. Just have like one of the female servers show him at their feet. He'll be fine. Uh, that's, that's a good point. That's I know. a good point. Yeah, he's yeah. He kind of weird foot fetish, doesn't he? He has a very weird foot fetish. Yes, that is uh, very well it's, documented. It's a very known and documented thing. It's every single one of his movies. Uh, Sam is you. You, I think oh. you told the story a few weeks ago. We yes. asked him in in real life to, to 
look at your, some of your friend's foot or take a photo or something? Oh, we wanted to massage it, actually. Oh, massage. And, oh, okay. And she was Asian, which I don't know if mattered or not to that story. But, um, yeah. I believe his um, his wife is Asian. Or the, I don't I'm, know sure, if I'm sure I don't, she is. I don't know if they're married, but they they just had a he like he just had his first child last year, like it no. however old he no, is. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. I knew that he had he liked Asian women, but I think he married an Israeli woman. Oh, you might be right. Correctly. You might be. If right. I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you are. I might be. I might be mixing. I could look it up. I could I totally be mixing I'm, him I'm up moving, with, with Nick. I could be mixing him up with Nicolas Cage, to be honest. Uh, well, Nicolas Cage has dated many Asian women. Yeah, right? he, he's, he's, he's been married to Mary. Very. Yes, but a lot of them were very short-term marriages. Uh, Daniela Pick is her name. Yeah, I think you were absolutely right. She's Israeli. She is, she is Israeli. Yeah. So. And I believe I don't know if they're married though. Are they married? Why do I know that? I don't know. Uh, that is a that yeah. Um. You picked up on it quickly. Huh. But also, um, I my mind is full of useless facts. But I guess that's useful I, right for, now. That's um, what I suppose. All three of us are the same way, Sam not yeah. useless it's not useless it's very useful it popped up perfectly it, right now i mean we could be also be talking about like um the supreme court nomination that's happening right now live but, I mean, you, you know. mean the woman that didn't know the five freedoms of the first amendment yes she's a lawyer she should know she's a judge yeah eh, is she though i mean she's been a judge for three you know it's crazy and again i mean i don't want to here's the thing is that any attack on her and maybe the maybe the republicans obviously the republicans are were, were counting on this any attack on her qual her qualifications or lack thereof automatically the the gop will be like are you you're attacking her because she's a woman huh and it's like no we're attacking her because she's you know she's never tried a case in court yep and she's and she's been a judge she was un- for only three unqualified years. to become judge in the first she's, place. She's 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 only been a judge for three years, and that's only because Trump put her on the the was it the seventh court of appeals? I yes. think I don't remember. Seventh well, that's, circuit. that's what we should be focusing more on because the entire administration's been putting all these judges in the lower courts, and it's full that's of Mitch really McConnell. really conservative judges. That's Mitch. They like, got they got their yeah. power move. They just rushed through everyone. They they um they made the for the federal level of judges they they shortened the amount of time required to push through and unqualified judges are now sitting on lifetime appointments yeah there's that um that organization that 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 ranks that rate that that, like gives ratings to judges or to 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 potential judges like are they you know it's like a letter score like school and yeah the, the number of like unqualified poorly ranked like i think they said that um uh she would be the the only I mean, I guess since they started doing these these ratings, she would be the only un like below passing rating of any Supreme Court justice. Like even Kavanaugh, for all his problems, was a qualified judge. Yes, like he had a lot of other never... problems, but he but he was a qualified judge. Um, I mean, they could find of, a better woman. That's my question. Like a well, more no, qualified, better she, woman. That's she's conservative. The, she's the like, perfect woman for them. Because she's the anti. If you, if you if you listen to her answer, she's gonna rubber stamp everything. Like she has, she's not answered a single a single thing. Every single thing she said, I can't, I can't. She'll say either I can't comment on it, or I'd have to, um, I'd have to hear that it, you know, I'd have to hear it presented to me. They even asked her today um, about uh, if she had any thoughts on climate change. She says she said I've read about it, but I have no firm views on climate change. Like See, it's like that's the thing. It's like. How is the Senate going to confirm her if she has no views? Because they no have 51 people. Views. They don't care. Well, the the fa- Republicans don't care because of the religion. Of course they don't care. Yeah. It's a hypocrisy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's my point. 
The only way the, this um, exists is if the Democrats get everything and they put three more judges on the on the Supreme Court, which is fine. Yeah. It's, there's no law saying that they can't do that. It's just it's going to be it's just going to set precedent for the Republicans to put three more Republicans and like eventually the Supreme Court is just going to become the shit show and really the whole lifetime should never be a thing. Um, no, it should. I, I saw somebody present that it should be a twenty-year term, which I my, that might even be long, but that make I think that should. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but the problem is, is like we shouldn't have like people shouldn't be able to serve as long as Mitch McConnell has on the Senate and collect I as agree. much. Like there should be a term, but you can't. How are we going to pass that? How is how is that law going to pass? Because they are the ones that vote on the law. Yeah, it, it, it's impo- It's broken. The system is. It, obviously, the system is broken. Um, how does a a country such as Puerto Rico that has how many millions of people have no say and we is a you know principality of the United States? Is that good? Is it? It's a, not a state, but it has you know it's under U.S. protection, and they have millions uh, of people in North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming have less. Like you combine those states that have three representatives, they can't vote on anything. Their their representation it's a sham but yeah Fun. well that's the whole thing the, the people that, that that started the constitution made it so that it can be changed and that's the whole point problem is, like things change it's been hundreds of years and nothing's really changed like we've added more things to it yes believe me civil rights women's like ability to vote and all that great stuff but they're not really changing a lot of things that need to be changed we're in 2020 now well, let me. I first want to say the women's right to vote. I think was a huge mistake. I'd be fine if they backed that one out. But they so um, with the new Supreme Court justice. Yeah, maybe. Well, she's an originalist, which uh, also a con. I mean, what they're called originalist and or con- and or constitutionalist, which which they're very. They basically believe the the Constitution as written is should never. There should be no interpretation. It was as written. Yeah, it's like and the pe- Bible. Yeah, and people of which to her actually. She probably holds that in high regard, but she people have been obviously been higher. quick to point out that if the original Constitution, she would uh, would not be able to vote. She would not certainly not be able to be hold high office. Like it, it's such a weird. I don't understand originalists. I really don't. No, especially if you're a woman, you should be like, oh, I can't take this position. Then um, just... she wouldn't you know, be able to be a Supreme Court justice. She, like no, she should be just. Yeah be making babies and staying at home and cooking well she's been doing that she uh the that was another weird thing on the first day is that the republicans just kept going out of their way to praise her for being for raising seven kids which uh, impressive yes i mean raising seven children but that does not make you qualified it's because it's because she like refuses to like acknowledge birth control that's her own fault two two of her kids are adopted so but but yeah she has seven but you know okay so i mean i've mentioned before on the pod my my grandma who i she's no longer with us but uh she she had eight children my mom was the youngest of eight it is i is i would imagine impossibly hard to raise eight children i would say in no way shape or form was my grandma qualified to be a supreme court justice just because she had eight kids like the 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 that first day of the the um the, the Republicans were just fawning over her for having seven kids. That's I could have seven kids. I could have seven kids. Yeah. Anybody could have seven Hugh, kids. Hugh, Hugh does have seven yeah. kids. You know, it's you know, Nate, we were supposed to not talk about that on the pod. Well, I would definitely yeah. have seven. No. That, yeah. That's a horrible thing. I had a joke there that it was bad. 
here so uh-huh. did she take time off when she had those kids like all those rights and stuff that she's utilizing her have all been because of the supreme court <laughs> like i don't understand like if you don't have anything that you stand for like direct like right now like she won't say what she stands for even though we all kind of know based on her history then like why would somebody vote for her? I mean, obviously this is political and the, you know, the, I mean, there's a couple senators that have said that they don't want to confirm somebody before the election, but they could get their, their, their minds changed easily because Mitch McConnell is such a bully. And a turtle. He's a bully turtle, which is so weird. He's he's up nine points. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. He's like, I don't know if you saw his debate and his, uh, getting pointed out like the flaws that he's had since this whole thing. But he has, Nobody cares. People are going to vote for him. I don't get uh, Kentucky because he says I'm bringing this money in, but the, the Kentuckians are the poorest state there is of white people that live off the government. The, I don't, they have an a, they have an extremely low voter turnout. Like his, his approval rating in Kentucky is very low. Yeah, but they've just never had anybody like the people. I mean, the, it just seems like the people of Kentucky. Yeah, they just like yeah, oh, he's always uh, been there, so why not? I mean, but I I just been don't in Congress. He's been in Congress so long that but like. You know, a lot of Kentuckians are like, "Well, he's just been in—he's been in the Senate for as long as I've been alive. I might as well vote for him." I don't. It's just one of those things where I'm like, Kentucky is, Kentucky and Florida are literally the states that are going to kill the rest of us. Probably. This is why we should secede. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if that's a. Do we do we merge into Canada? Like, can we just take the West Coast into Canada and then wrap it there's around? There's a lot of problems I, with like California. I mean, there's Orange County, there's the Central oh. Valley, there's a whole bunch of red areas. And yeah, stuff. they can move to sure. Arizona. They can all move. You know, all the people I, that are complaining because, like, I, my mother-in-law lives in Idaho, and they're like, "There's all these Californians moving here." I'm like, "Bleeding heart liberals are not moving to Idaho. Nobody wants to live in Idaho." But it's a lot of people that are you know like either moderate or or um republican or moving to idaho yeah stuff so it's not like these californians are coming to ruin everything because i remember when my brother-in-law moved there they they told him that like you need to change your license plate asap because we don't you don't want california plates here and this was like a long time ago this was maybe 10 years ago so it's you know they hate it but also, they're building a ton of houses and adding a whole bunch of good infrastructure for the city, especially like all the suburbs around Boise. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what the impact is. But yeah, a lot of Californians are moving out. But it's a lot of the ones that are really unhappy with, you know, California in general and, and everyone that says it's way expensive. And to be honest, it is expensive, but it's not as expensive as other places like New York. I mean, San Francisco is like in its own little bubble. I don't want to talk about San Francisco. Hopefully the housing market is better there now that everybody pretty much is working from home and not in the Bay Area anymore. Yeah. A lot of my friends that, that like, you know, live in New York and work in the city in Manhattan either moved home or moved out of the city. Like, nobody's in Manhattan anymore. So the so my assistant that just moved there, she said that her apartment was a lot cheaper than she expected because everybody's moving out. And so they're lowering rates. Because nobody wants to live in Manhattan anymore. Because if you can work from home, like, why would you live in Manhattan? And especially because there's so many laws in the state now about, like, outdoor dining and all this stuff that, like, people just aren't going outside that much anymore. There's no, like, hustle and bustle. Well, the only reason that there'd ever be to live in Manhattan, Sam, is because of the three-story Olive Garden in Times Square. I've been to that Is it even open, though? No. Probably not. Probably not. 
did you see the oh. did i send you the jimmy fallon episode where him and Nicki minaj went to that one yeah I think or was that she, red lobster uh i don't recall and either then, way either way that's, then, uh, that's yeah. a must watch uh, on youtube find it people and then and then a block from that olive garden is of course the uh the famous sparrow that's uh, michael scott's favorite pizza place every time he goes into the city he has to get a, a, a real a, a, an authentic slice from sparrow there's a, i don't know if it's still open but remember guy fieri like opened up a restaurant in times yeah. square and we had his... an ev- we had an event there and it was like right when the article came out about how awful the food is i think it got like Zero. Yeah, it's. I think it's called like Guy's American Kitchen or something like that. There's he he has yeah. a um uh he has several chains. He has like one called like Wasabi Joe's or something like that, and then he has the Guy's American Kitchen. Yeah, that one like it got a really really like hilariously bad review. I think he has a there's a location of that in Vegas too. It's at the Link um hotel i think it's called the so link if you're in vegas why would you go like there's so many good restaurants in vegas like so many yeah i don't know well it's the people food isn't their main priority when you go to vegas food is like an afterthought well some people for the most part i go there i go there for the no, food most of the time this is my, my <laughs> one of my favorite restaurants uh in the world is in vegas it's um Oh, it's it's Jose Andreas's Mexican place. It's at the Cosmopolitan. Right. I can't. Why? One of my dry. Um, no, I can't think of the name of it. It's a Mexican Chinese fusion place. Yes, I I um, know what you're talking about. What is it called? It's so good. I can only think um, of the Bazaar, which is not which is not the Vegas one. It's the one here in L.A. No, yeah, his his well, his, you know, his re- his restaurants are all like the uh, molecular 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 gastronomy. So they're all very you know interesting menus. Um, what was his place? Um, but yeah, his his Vegas China Poblano that was it. So it's a it's a Chinese Mexican fusion place. But he uses a lot of like the the molecular gastronomy where he uses like foams and things oh, like weird yeah. weird things that are meant to taste like something, but there's something else. Like his the margarita at China Poblano is um, it's it's the margarita in itself is not the unusual part. The entire and Nate froze right there. Awesome timing. So, it, it, I don't know if you. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Am I back? Okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm, uh, I. I like how you probably just heard me, and you're like, ah. Oh, no, I could hear you say, and Nate's frozen. Yeah. So I, I guess it's just on my end. It, it was kind of uh, funny. It was just like you had this pose of yourself, just like like pouring the margarita or something onto the margarita. Oh. Well, that's that's two weeks in a row we've had comically timed uh, cutouts. Uh, this time I caught it though because you, you were moving and I was just like, oh. The other time That's it was funny. like Sam was like holding. By the way, how did that sound? That little hold, that timing thing. Wait, from last week? From last week, yeah. It was. I thought it was very funny. Okay. Did we lose Sam now? No, no, Sam's. No, I'm still here. Oh, oh your video. Um, I, was your vi- just, I just got distracted because I got a notification that they're bringing back Dexter. Okay, what? On Showtime. I know because it. it was like one of the worst series finales ever. So I think they're trying to like make it better because they're doing a ten episode, like, I think continuation. Uh, interesting. Really? Now our friend was in the the final season. Yeah. Was, uh, I and supposedly are, he are survived. Are you, you referring to Icelandic Ryan Gosling? Yes, I am yes. referring to Icelandic Ryan. What? Dari, he does look what? like an Icelandic version of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Dari, I, I, he's a good looking man. I'm not going to argue that. 
Yeah. What's his, what's his last Ingelson. name? Ingelson or something? So um, but yeah, yeah. I, I um, yes, he was. Yeah, he was uh, the vil- It was was he was on an entire season, was he? Yeah, Did he, he, he survived. He was the antagonist, and supposedly he survived. I didn't get to that season. I kind of stopped around season four. Uh, good. Yeah, that's good. You don't need to go further. <laughs> that's what my understanding of it all well, was. That's, well, that's nice that they get a they can fix, you know, fix the uh, mistake. That was always the. Um, what what people people's most cynical view of the Sopranos finale was not that it would that it's what. Oh, uh, now we Nate, Nate just left. He just cut out there, and so I'm gonna guess that Nate was saying the most problematic issue with the the ending of the Sopranos is the fact that it just went to black. Nobody knows. What well, yeah, happened. it was it's open for interpretation, and I think that they wanted to do something later, but obviously James Gandolfini died, so they can't. But um. The thing is, is that David Chase won't ever say if, if, if he died or not. No. Do you think he's going to pop back in? He might pop back in. I don't know. But to be honest, I mean, if you watch the show, like, he probably did because he kind of deserved it, to be honest. Like, well, all, all the stuff de- that was going on. They all deserved to die. By the, by the well, end. not his family, but him. Yeah. I mean, I still have nightmares when I think it was Phil Leotardo, the one that got ran over, like, by his car. He, he like, got shot. And then he fell down on the ground at the gas station, and they rolled over his head on it, like with the suburban, and and just the noise. Oh, the crunching and stuff. sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, I uh, sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. Forgot to say that. Um, it was gnarly, and like I had nightmares for the longest time about that. Like, what a crappy way to die. <laughs> it's not good. But, but yeah, no. I mean, everybody died anyway, right? Like, all the major characters. I mean, except for Polly, probably. I don't remember who stayed alive, to be honest. Silvio uh, and Polly. No, I, I didn't actually really watch the show. Why not? Um, I was in college. So was I. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, in LA, I had no. I was in Norton, Massachusetts. Sam. It's <laughs> the thing. Like, I didn't. I didn't finish watching it. I didn't. I didn't finish it until after college because you know, like HBO. Uh, well, I have the the disc, the entire disc set, but they would always have reruns of it. No, I just I just never got to it. I just uh, by the time like I after college I moved to Wales and I just didn't have access and I just kind of like it was so far in there was no DVR. I'm not gonna buy right. the DVDs right. and I'm just like oh I gotta sit there and watch like it, it wasn't what what it is now where it's like no oh, I, I know well and also like I I have since rewatched it when um i mean it must have been five years ago when i was um breastfeeding in the middle of the night like mm. i would watch the entire <laughs> sopranos catalog basically when uh the first couple months that kira was born because why not she can't see it um but it was nice to watch it like in order like binge watching because you know like they would take long breaks and then you have to wait a week in between each episode. So like you forgot a lot of different things, like little right. small details and like who that person was that they're referring to, because there's a lot of names and there's a lot of, mm. uh, you know, there's like the New York mob and then there's New Jersey mob and there's all these people that are involved. It's like game of Thrones, right? Yep. Like it's really hard to keep track. So I, uh, the second viewing, I had a better, better turn. Because you had a grasp like, of know, what was going remembering on. Everything. Yeah. Makes and, sense. uh, I mean, I mean, Christopher was always like one of my favorites, but he was kind of an ass too. Well, but that's kind of how it is, isn't it? They all are. All yeah. of them are. Yeah. It's very, you know. I mean, and, and they wrote it that way, like very macho men. Like it's just interesting, though, that uh, people hated the finale so much because for me it was just like, 
What did you expect? You expect him to die? Sure, you can think that he died. That's all. The, the thing is, when it comes to shows, like any shows that have been on for a long time, and that the the finale is just like like Seinfeld was garbage, and um, Lost was supposedly. I just well, Lost Lost died like the first the last two seasons. Yeah, but I mean, it just that's the thing with Abrams. He doesn't know how to end things. He knows how to steal and remake things exactly yeah. the same way that they were originally made. It's just give him a space flare or whatever the hell they call that camera flare but well yeah and also um like the so the best one of my favorite series finales was six feet under hmm. and had you ever watch it it's, i did watch a couple seasons of that i enjoyed it i just never got show. in it was a good show do, well written do you have hbo max i mean I do not all know. of the all the shows oh i'm um, sure i have should, to i have to it. yeah i'll probably make some shifts and changes but basically that show was all about death you know, yeah. oh, so yeah. it's like they how do you? a funeral home, right? How yeah. do you end a, a series like that? And the way that they ended it was so good to the point where, like, well, of course I was crying a lot, but it was just perfect. Like it was like the like one of the most perfect series finales ever. Um, yeah, and I, I and it still stays with me. Um, Dexter was definitely like one of the worst, right. in my opinion. Um, it got weird because I know that him and his co-star who was like played they were his sister, married and they got know, divorced and... they were married in real life and they probably had some tension on set and everything like sure um, but just the way they ended it was just so awful yeah. I, so I'm glad that they're like rebooting it because I mean obviously they're rebooting it because he does live right. you know it and so a part of us is just like the sand and things like that so. yeah I think most of us wanted him just to die like yeah. somebody else to just kill him yeah. because there's so many serious that were you know after him right but anyway um well, it is what it is so we'll see we'll see how it goes and we'll see how this episode goes with uh, the missing last few minutes of uh no nate yeah i don't uh, know what his deal is like no can't i think just log back in uh, i guess you know he was just like uh we were literally we're, 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 we're over time anyway so it's not, it's yeah. not a big deal it's just like eh. he's like I, I got my point across i think and i didn't get a chance to like complain about the 49ers <laughs> We'll, we'll save that for next week because that was god awful. Well, I mean, it all depends on how they do the Sunday, I guess, right? There you um, go. Well, well, the thing is, everyone's injured. Yeah. I don't blame. Like, I don't blame oh, them. You guys are doing just... well for like not having a team. So. Yeah. Well, it is hard because it's like the revenge season, and it's just not even. No, it's usually when you lose the Super Bowl, you just suck the next year. That's just kind of like they call it the uh, it, it, the curse of like the loss. Like people, teams don't yeah. make the, the playoffs after they lose the Super Bowl. So. That sucks, man. Yeah. Oh well, what are you gonna do? You're not you're not getting suited up, Sam, to get out there. So there's a lot of really beautiful players on the team, though. So, but they're playing against the Rams. And would I would I go watch it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't even know if it's in like L.A. because I obviously like don't keep track because it doesn't matter. But like that stadium is gorgeous. I want to just go and watch a game there. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Uh, well. All right, everyone. I, Have a good right. week. We will talk you to you next week, and we'll have yeah, Nate are you, back. Everything good with you? Yeah, like, in fine. general. Yeah. yeah.